Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We're now at day 256 of our three-year journey through God's Word, and we're in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your Word and the privilege of being in your Word day by day. We pray that you would write your Word on our hearts and that you would teach us, show us Christ, and lead us in Christ's likeness and in faith and in growth in you today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his rules, and his commandments always. And consider today, since I am not speaking to your children who have not known or seen it, consider the discipline of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand and its outstretched arm, his signs, and his deeds that he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land, and what he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses and to their chariots, how he made the water of the river of the Red Sea flow over them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord has destroyed them to this day, and what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, sons of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their household, their tents, and every living thing that followed them in the midst of Israel. For your eyes have seen the great work of the Lord that he did. You shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in, and take possession of the land that you are going over to possess, and that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and to their offspring, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land that you are entering to take possession of, it is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your own seed and irrigated it like a garden of vegetables. But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, he will give the rain for your land in its season the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock. And you shall eat and be full. Take care, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain, and the land will yield no fruit, and you will perish quickly off the good land that the Lord is giving you. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you, when you are sitting in your house, and when you are walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as long as the heavens are above the earth. 
For if you will be careful to do all this commandment that I command you to do, loving the Lord your God, walking in all his ways, holding fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Your territory shall be from the wilderness of, to the Lebanon, and from the river, the river Euphrates, to the western sea. No one shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will lay the fear of you and the dread of you on all the land that you shall tread, as he promised you. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods that you have not known. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it, you shall set the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not beyond the Jordan, west of the road, toward the going down of the sun, in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Arabah, opposite Gilgal, beside the Oak of Morah? For you are to cross over the Jordan, to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And when you possess it and live in it, you shall be careful to do all the statutes and the rules that I am setting before you today. That is Deuteronomy chapter 11. So again, this is Moses in a stirring uh, sermon urging the people of God to love the Lord and to keep his commandments. Now, a lot of people would look at much of this language and they would say, well, that's Old Testament language about needing to obey. We know that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. We're not saved by our own obedience. Well, the Israelites weren't saved by their own obedience either. They were brought out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, like Moses reminded them of, when they hadn't done anything for the Lord. They didn't, they didn't obey him. They weren't serving him, really. And so God saved them by his grace. And if any of them came to true and saving personal faith in the Lord, it was by grace through faith in the promises of God. But even in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll do what? You will keep my commandments. And he promises that there will be blessing and presence and provision for us if we love him and if we demonstrate that love by keeping his commandments. Now, does that make us saved? No, but it's the fruit of our salvation. So if we have received salvation by the grace of God, part of what that grace does is change our hearts and warm our hearts to love the Lord. We see the ugliness and the hatred of our sin and we love the Lord our God and we respond in love by obeying the Lord because we trust him and we say, your ways are right. I don't know the truth. You do. And so we respond with love and obedience. And there is a blessing. There's a blessing. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be rich and that everything's going to go well with you. That part of it, you do have to adjust a little bit from Old Testament to New Testament because God had a national covenant 
with the nation of Israel. And if the nation was obedient to the Lord as a theocracy, as a nation that was ruled by the Lord, then the Lord would send good rains and abundant harvests and victory in battle, etc. Today, we do have to spiritualize that in a real sense. It doesn't mean we explain it away. Sometimes people say, well, you're spiritualizing that, which means you make it not real. No, it doesn't mean it's not real. It's actually more real. So the church today, as the kingdom of God on earth, if we are obedient to the Lord, if we love the Lord, if we keep his commandments, if we are obedient to him, then he blesses his church. Does that mean we all become rich, fat, and happy? No. Sometimes it means we go through suffering and hardship and persecution. Remember, the apostles were faithful, obedient men sent by God, and almost all of them were killed as martyrs for their testimony. And yet, as they were killed as martyrs for their testimony, their testimony was used by God to save others, to grow the church, to strengthen the church. They were blessed spiritually with salvation, with a, a, a fruitful testimony, with fruitful labor for the Lord. So instead of working fields and getting a good harvest, we work the field of the gospel. And we get a good gospel harvest when we are faithful to the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean that faithful churches have thousands of people attending them and hundreds of people coming to faith every year. Sometimes that is what happens. God is sovereign over those things. But my point is that even under the New Testament, it is still the case that we are to love the Lord, to fear the Lord, to keep his charge, his statutes, his rules, and his commandments always. Because he is God and we are his. And if we are stubborn, we're subject to discipline. And as we obey, we're subject to blessing. And that continues to be the case. Now, the fulfillment of obedience, of perfect obedience, was of course accomplished by Jesus Christ. So we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus because Jesus obeyed perfectly and he secured every spiritual blessing and he pours it out on us. And so, again, this is even more abundantly true. We're not earning blessings from God by our obedience. Christ earned the blessings of God, every blessing of God by his obedience and we've already received every spiritual blessing. So the sense in which We'll walk in them more fruitfully the more we love the Lord and obey him because we're going to be in harmony with him. We're going to be keeping his word. And so it will be part of our everyday lives to think as Christian people, as God-centered people, as Christ-redeemed people, as those who have the word of God, not just on tablets of stone, but written on our hearts. And so that is the way we go. We don't, we're not trying to earn things from God. But that means that doesn't mean we disobey God. It means we obey God all the more because he's freely given us through the perfect obedience of his son. Let's pray. Father, we love you and thank you because you've been so good to us. You gave us life in your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. You forgave all of our sins. You cleansed us of all of our iniquity. You gave us your Holy Spirit to live within us. You gave us your word to guide us. We pray that you would indeed guide us and bless us. Help us to live fruitful, obedient, faithful lives by your grace and for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for Deuteronomy 11. Tomorrow we're going to be moving right on to Deuteronomy 12. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.